Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Can this overtime rule change in the playoffs? There, that is a fucking shame. It is a fucking shame that that game was won on a coin toss because whatever whatever offense got that coin toss in overtime was going to win gonna the win. game. That is a yeah, joke. Absolutely. Both teams. What would you rather see? Both teams college. deserve no, it. College no, overtime. Fuck, no, 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 Shut no, up, no, Dangles. No, shut no, up, Dangles. No, no, no. What, what no, you, why not? First off, Dangles. No, no. How many, I have a solution. No, 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 no. stop, stop, Drew. I got, I got to reprimand Dangles right here. Dangles, these are not children. These are professionals. Did you see Justin Herbert on fourth and twenty-one throw at twenty-three yards in the end zone on a dime? That would be every Whatever, single play in college up. football. I'm talking no. about the format. I'm talking the about format the format. Is you start so the twenty-five. I could make a twenty-five-yard throw to the end zone. Okay, so, so start. It from the 35. It doesn't matter what no. you pick one. It doesn't matter. I have a solution. A goddamn so that, chance. Have a very, full I'm, drive. I have so a solution. So that at least there is an opportunity for both if someone scores to go back and score. That's all I'm saying. Here's my solution. It's very simple. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats in the pocket, whole squad, fast tag. Send the bookie, tell them bring it from the bag. No be coming for the bag. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookson, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And boys, last weekend... We had six games that were marked super wild card weekend, and area one was super. But this weekend, divisional weekend, had four games that we told you in our preview were going to shock the world with how good they were. Three of them came down to a last-second field goal, and one was finished with a touchdown in overtime. We are recording live right after the Bills and Chiefs, right after Travis Kelsey caught the touchdown pass, right after Leslie Frazier lost every head coaching candidacy out there by letting Pat Mahomes drive down the field with 13 seconds left to tie the game at 36 all to set it in overtime. Right after all of that, right after Brady dying, we're recording live to release Monday morning because we had to get on the pod and talk about the great weekend of football that was we are at a disclosed location in time. This go around, <laughs> boys. What a weekend! Let's let's start oh. it off right. Let me uh, get back into the groove of things and uh, ah. Oh, let's talk wow. about some Crack football. Beer. Cheers! Absolutely. Well, I mean, you know, just I'm physically exhausted. I don't know about you boys after after that Bills oh Chiefs God. affair. There, you think you think the Bills have it wrapped up, and you talk about this all the time. These late game situations, you know, and you go, oh, did they leave him enough time? You know, uh, we saw it in the in the Rams game. Forty two seconds for Matt Stafford was enough for them to get back into that game. And then here in the Bills game, you go, oh man, thirteen seconds. Mahomes is great, but can he move them down the field in thirteen seconds? And you bet your ass, Chiefs showed why they are the reigning AFC 
AFC champions, why they have made the last four straight AFC championships. Your heart goes out to Bills fans in all of Western New York, though. You really do, because that game, I mean... The Bills, it, defensively, those two teams just, you know, it was haymakers. I, I, I feel very good about my handicap of that game. I feel like it was spot on. Hit my first quarter over, no problem with that. Um, heavyweights, just haymakers going back and forth. I'm I'm exhausted, Schaefer the Sharp. I don't know about you. I, it's hard to even comprehend and make sense of what you just watched. You know, it's like, it, it's like watching a movie. Uh, that maybe you're a little fuzzy, if you know what I mean, uh, based on some substance or a couple more beers, and you wake up the next morning like, did did that just happen? Did yeah. I just watch what I watched? Yes. It's just like you, you, you're literal. I'm disoriented right now. I will say I want to talk about the Bills, Chiefs, obviously, but of all the games this weekend, how about this? All four games, uh, those games were literally tied at the buzzer, literally Three field goals to end the first three games and then overtime, meaning these games, I, I, it's just like, we'll go, this will go down in history. And I'm, that, that's a really, you know, uh, hyperbolic term in statement. History. Yeah. Hyperbolic statement. 20, this is, this is the greatest division weekend in, in history. Of I mean, football. that's the best football game I've watched since Rams Chiefs, the game that we went all to watch together. Like, I think that's the best overall football game. And, and we're doing reactions, but I want to, I want to key on one thing what you said about, the Bills fans. And I want to speak specifically to my buddy, Buffalo Borak, who I'll reach out to at some point this week. Like I, I really am. I'm sick to my stomach for the guy, man. I mean, he's, I got to know him and Bills. I got to know Bills mafia through him. I know that fan base. Well, I really enjoy watching that team. They've been inspiring as a Lions fan to watch them just rise from the ashes the last four years. Josh Allen has positioned himself as one, a one beat him at homes. I think as we talked about and what a gutsy, gutty, gutty performance, him and Gabe Davis, entire offense. And I, I, I made the mistake. I made the mistake, Dangles. I made the mistake of 13 seconds left when they scored that touchdown. I, I really did think it was over. And Everyone it, did. I can't believe I just watched. My, my heart generally breaks for my friend Brett Borak and Bill's yeah. Mafia. They are going to be there again. I'm confident of that. But um, – it doesn't, you know, that's no condolences right now. I, I, I can't, I can't believe they lost that game, and I'm, I'm, I'm sick to my stomach for them. So I just want to say that. But I mean, amazing football weekend, seriously. Unbelievable football weekend. football weekend, unbelievable football weekend, and the Sunday games were a hell of a lot more exciting than the Saturday games, all of which came down to the bitter, bitter end. We're going to be going through all the lovable losers, talk about my Green Bay Packers and the rest of them to tell you what they need to do as we're looking forward. We're also going to be looking forward into those AFC-NFC championship matches. We'll be coming back with a Thursday show. We break down those games, give you out the bets that need to be had. But before we get there, we do have an update on the West Coast Gamblers Fantasy Challenge that we started out at the beginning of this playoff run, everyone, we three put our heads together and drafted a 10-man fantasy team and faced off with three of our good friends as they drafted their own. And our boys, lo and behold, leaders in the clubhouse after two rounds are the West Coast Gamblers. We have 293.2 nice. points. Mr. Ryan Hurd at 251. Craig Hoffman, 213. Chris Dell, 211. Boys, pat yourselves on the back. It's looking real good heading into well conference done. championship weekend. Oh, it's looking real, happen, real good. Yeah, we are sitting pretty at this point, and we should be happy because, I mean, you know, 
they're tough teams to draft, and I think everybody, you know, had some had some moments there. But we had a couple of points where we were like, uh, we could have gone in a different direction. Craig texted me in the in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the game, and he was like, "I'm an idiot for not taking Gabe Davis. I could have gone just one more receiver up the wide receiver chart and gone with yeah. him instead. And instead, it was Ma- Emmanuel Sanders who might have had a catch or two. I had a a catch, okay, a there it is. singular a- catch. catch. But again, in these playoff games, you never know. Stephon Diggs had three catches for seven yards in that. Buffalo Bills game and they still still scored 36 points it's it's you never know what's going to happen in these games everyone was drafting Packers early they scored 10 points on Saturday but let's I gotta start talking about these Packers before we get there let's go game by game it is the reaction show start off with Cincinnati Tennessee we're going to be talking about Cincinnati on Thursday because congratulations big scary man guy in the lot rule the jungle is ruling their way to the AFC championship Joey Burrow in year two off of a knee injury AFC championship Tennessee though the one seed coming in Derrick Henry fresh as a daisy he was he had uh, I think he had over 20 carries in that game at least 20 touches in that game but Ryan Tannehill boy oh boy Ryan Tannehill proved that you need an ace in the backfield if you want to make it to the championship weekend so boys let's talk about that game and also what Tennessee needs to do looking forward it's going to be a long off season for that organization Drew fun fact uh, Ryan Tannehill is the first quarterback in modern NFL history to have his first throw and his last throw picked off in a playoff game first throw last throw interception um and listen you know i have friends that i have i'm close to titans fans as we know ryan Hurd, our friend austin huff packers fans tony squares my cousin miles who was actually watching the game on saturday night and obviously and 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 but I'll, i can't on saturday would you believe on saturday the two one seeds were at home and they combined they combined uh their opponents combined for one offensive touchdown yeah and they both lost. Yep. Tennessee Titans sacked Joe Burrow nine times. Nine times. Nine times. We we knew that offensive line was going to be an issue. We didn't know it was going to be that much of an issue. And obviously, the overwhelming theme here is Ryan Tannehill. Um, you hate to say it. You, you hate to put it on his shoulders. He's been good for a long time in Tennessee, but that's on him. That game's on him. And you know, as far as where we go from here, Tony, I don't know. I mean. Is it is it is it impulsive to say you need a change of quarterback? I think so after a really really bad performance, but ah man, you can't lose well, that game, especially driving. All you need a field goal is to win. You can't force that pass. Yeah, I mean what it, it it's 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 unbelievable. Drew, I mean yeah. nine sacks, nine sacks, and they lost the game. Drew, as you said, Ryan Tannehill has been good for years, but you would never put Ryan Tannehill in that great category. On Sunday, we just saw yeah. Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes unequivocally great quarterbacks, and it seems to me you need a player like that if you're going to move on. And Dangles, what do you think about Tennessee here looking forward? Obviously, they didn't come to play in week uh, in this first divisional round game. Do you think this is, all right, everybody strap up, work out in the offseason, we'll see you next year, or, does, or do changes need to be made? I mean, well, certainly not at the coaching level. I mean, I think Mike yeah. Rabel's not going anywhere, and he's got a, that team loves him, that franchise loves him. I mean, this was a game about missed opportunities for the Tennessee Titans. You know, you got the ball with just under three minutes left. They get one playoff before the two-minute warning. 
uh, is called. And then, yeah. um, you know, and then and then again, earlier in that fourth quarter with like, I think it was like seven minutes left. They went for it on fourth and one instead of kicking the field goal. And Derrick Henry got stuffed. You know, these are times where, yeah. you know, you kind of look back on those after the game. And obviously the call is the call and it is what it is. But you look back and you wonder if there weren't some missed opportunities there. I completely agree with you as far as, I mean, look, they they, they offer Tannehill and gave Tannehill a big old extension. So Huge you know, obviously, extension. obviously that is a sign that the franchise is invested in him. So do I see real changes coming at the quarterback position? No. I mean, you look at the rest of that offense, they're pretty well set up, all things considered. They got a star wide receiver. They have the best running back in the league. They have a very good offensive line. Um, and then you got a front four, you know, some trench play on the other side in the defense that's very, very good. Um, so, I mean, I think this is polishing for this Tennessee Titans. I think this is adding some pieces, filling, you know, some maybe some secondary uh, holes and and just and also improving on execution. But I do think the Titans are obviously, I mean, they're in a weak division. They're in a good position going into next season. They've got players on their team that can play. I, I think just going forward in these big game situations, it just comes back to what, what you were just talking about, Tony, is, you, you know, we talk so much about quarterback play in the in the postseason and why it matters so much and to this weekend was an example of why it does because you know you saw when you don't have good quarterback play in a game like this Bengals Titans game get three picked off three times those are missed opportunities you can't squander those opportunities in the playoffs especially against a team like the Bengals who you know yeah they only scored 19 but we know they can hang 50 on you yeah it's uh, it, it gets to be more and more that it just comes down to who's the guy that's taking the snap and Tannehill again as we said for years has done just enough. He got the one seed this year with nobody around him. This is probably Tannehill's best year in the regular season, losing A.J. Brown, losing Derrick Henry, not having Julio Jones, losing offensive linemen. Tannehill was the only starter that played all 17 games. He got them to that one seed, and yet when you're playing in the postseason, when everything's on the line, that first pass, as Drew said, you cannot throw that ball away and start off the way you did. It's really hard to come back and think that, you just bring it all back, and it'll be different next year. I, I don't know if it will be. I'm not. I, I, then again, what well, do you what make do you the fix, change? Though? Like, who's you, out there? You know, if yeah. you're well, that's the. I guess the question is kind of, and what I'm having a hard time like pinpointing exactly is what do you really fix? Like, what is yeah. the biggest hole? And obviously, they know I'm not a huge Titans fan. I'm sure Austin and Ryan and 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 the Titan Up crowd could fill those blanks in a little bit better. But this is a good, well put together, well coached. Titans team that I think you know they'll polish they'll they'll have an opportunity to make some moves in the draft maybe sign some folks and we'll see what happens but you're looking at a good football team but guys I, good, I, but not I, great. I think part of what no that's true well here's the thing guys I think what part part of what makes Tannehill good is he usually doesn't beat himself he usually yes. puts himself in yeah. position where his team position where they can win the game and, and and in that game where obviously some struggles and and, and let, let's not forget too Tony and you you text the group right away the Titans had third and one uh, I think around the 35-yard yard line, they do an RPO with Tannehill, kind of a funky, he keeps it, gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage, and then go to Derrick Henry. I mean, you have two downs to pick up one yard. You can't do it. You have Derrick Henry in your backfield. So yeah. I think right there, I mean, that, 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 that that's a huge you know black cloud over that game anyway. But Tannehill in that position, driving down the field, where all you need, at worst, you go into overtime, your front four has been wrecking havoc on that just putrid Bengals offensive line. You got to have an advantage at home in overtime. You can't turn the ball over, let alone force a pass into coverage. They had forty-three so seconds to it, run a play between when they got the ball back and the two-minute exactly. warning, and they got one playoff. So, like, what yeah. are you doing? So this isn't like a band-aid fixer upper, but in short, Tannehill just next year he cannot make horrible decisions 
at the worst times. Bottom line. What about old uh, Cincinnati here real quick? We'll be talking about them again on Thursday, but uh, Cincinnati, nothing to lose. They've done everything they wanted to do. They could go home tomorrow. They could they could forfeit the AFC Championship game, and their fans would still be pleased with this season. Yeah. What are we looking at going forward, heading into Kansas City? Again, we are taping at a disclosed hour, uh, my, according to my time, 1030 Eastern time on uh, Sunday, January 23rd. Um, and I will say, I will say that we just watched the Bills game and uh, Bills Chiefs game, and uh, Mr. Honey Badger went out with a concussion. Yes, and that did. Chiefs secondary did not look very good. No, and they didn't. You can exploit a bad secondary. Joey Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And after that, emptying the tank overtime 42 36 game. I'm not making any predictions here on Sunday or Monday morning, I should say, Dangle. <laughs> sorry. But I will say this I do not. <laughs> want to f with the Bengals I just don't want to do it I'm done with it I faded him that was one of my big my big picks Titans minus three and a half didn't work out for me uh, yeah you both what you I both like of call you had Titans dog. minus three and a half I had yeah. Titans on the money line we all believe the Titans were heading to the AFC championship game no mas rule the jungle once no more mas. let's move on to the other game that happened on Saturday I'll begrudgingly move on to this game my Green Bay Packers lost to the San Francisco 49ers uh listen Oh man, um, it was really hard. I uh, I I I hope my mother's not listening to this one. I may have purchased a pack of cigarettes for the first time in three years after this game. It was wow. a very very difficult uh, watch. It was a very difficult time. I'm still not in a great mood after this game. But if you had told me at the beginning of the game, hey Tony, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let you know what happens at the end. San Francisco, excuse me, is gonna score six points on offense. Uh, have 106 yards rushing at 3.7 yards a clip and 212 total yards in the game. Also, Green Bay scores on the first drive of the game a touchdown with ease. I would have been I would have been uh, looking at airplane tickets to go to Lambeau and watch the NFC Championship game there. Before I get into what needs to happen for the Packers in the future, you guys watch this game as well. What the fuck happened? Well, Dangles, <laughs> like I, I, I hope. You know, I want a clip of Tony on the show with Mr. Pont literally saying about the special teams. I mean, he literally called it the, yeah. the Packer fan himself called his own demise. A big but talking point coming into this game. Regardless of the blocked field goal at the end of the half, which proved honestly, you know, life or death literally for the Packers season. By the way, sorry to interrupt the- you, Drew, but if you watch that replay again, the D end who we have blocking on the end of that Tyler Lancaster does not move at the snap. He literally moves yep. a full second after everyone else moves, which allows the guy to get through to block the punt uh, kick. Doesn't matter though. Keep going. Well, and then obviously the 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 block punt, which which returned for a touchdown, which literally was the only pretty much opportunity that 49ers were going to have to get back in the game. And, and we're not even going to talk about uh, the ten guys they ran on the field to attempt the blocked field goal that Robbie Gould ended up hitting. They had ten guys on the field. Pathetic. That coach, I don't know his name. I'm sure he's a nice man. He should not have a job. But I do think it's kind of time uh, to sit down and talk about Aaron. I mean, this 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 now is becoming part of his legacy is he's just a very poor playoff quarterback. Yep. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Since he's won the Super Bowl, he's well below 500 as a quarterback. Yep. He's lost the 49ers, I believe, four times. Yep. Um, and, and again, all that being uh, the special teams aside, you said it, Tony. You watch that offense go down go right down the field and score. They had 50-something total yards in the second half. What is that? You have Devontae Adams. You have Aaron Jones, who was just a monster. Um, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? And so 
you know, the, the, I, I think I think Rodgers is getting put in that label, and it's not a bad label. He's still an amazing quarterback, but the Drew Brees, Peyton Mannings were kind of a regular season stat stuffer, superhero, and then the playoffs, he's very, very, for, for, for my opinion, he's very average. I mean, that, that's just his track record. As far as the future, we can get into that, but that's just kind of my takeaway from the game. And again, no way. In no way in God's green earth the Packers should lose that game. No. There's no, no. way. Well, but it's, you just, can't, it's unbelievable. You can't win in a playoff game if you only score 10 points. And, yes, they did move the yeah. ball down the field with ease on that first drive, Tony. You're right, and they scored. And then after that, they didn't do anything for the rest of the first half. They punted. They had three or four. They had three, two or three three and outs in the first uh, first half and a couple more in the second half. You know, the, the, this was a situation where the Packers, you know, they scored that first touchdown you know, you hope you ride that momentum through. You get a comfortable lead going into the into the half, and then you force San Francisco into a position where they're having to rely on Jimmy G to win it with his arm, which is much a much different San Francisco team than you're dealing with if they're able to work the run in and really beat you down the way that they like to win games. And then on the other side, I mean, obviously not having David Bakhtiari really showed through there. They sacked Aaron Rodgers five times in that game, hit him six times. Um, you know, they were spent a lot of time in that backfield. Um, and, and and so you just, you know, they, they, they didn't do a good job protecting him. They missed opportunities to I score the football. I disagree there. You think? Uh, yeah, I do disagree there. That obviously Bakhtiari missing was a huge loss. I thought the offensive line all season long was a high, a high mark of that team, and especially in this game against one of the better D-lines in the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was sacked five times. I believe four of those times he had the ball in his hands over three and a half seconds in the pocket, a.k.a. He didn't get he the time, ball out. He had time to throw, uh, yeah. And so whether that's a coverage sack or Aaron Rodgers wasn't seeing the field as he didn't see on the last play when he threw the ball in the double coverage 70 yards down the field uh, instead of the wide open Alan Lazard on a third and 10. But I digress. Sorry, Dangle. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I just no, wanted to I, defend I, my offensive line there because I thought they played well. There were opportunities for the Packers to take this home and and they couldn't make it happen. And it's a, not, to, not to take anything away from San Francisco. They did an incredible job containing the, the Packers offense. And I mean, it comes down to those special teams plays at the end, right? The blocked punt. Um, and I mean, shoot, it's just the cherry on top, right? They lined up with 10 guys on the field for that last field goal. And just to sort of, I mean, shoot, talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Not that, I mean, one guy could make a difference. Who knows? Maybe he gets through. To cap it off here, I'll, I'll say two things. One that I think the Packers should do, or I, I, one that I think the Packers need to do, and one that I want them to do. The thing that I need them to do is they need to understand that with all of these uh, off-season issues that they're going to run into, where they're forty-four million over the cap, second worst in the league, where Devontae Adams is wanting a new contract, not wanting to sign what Green Bay's offer him, the Aaron Rodgers situation, saying he's going to make a decision sometimes before free agency on what he wants to do in the future, being vague and mysterious as he often is, and also the litany of defensive players that they signed three years ago for this very run that we went on, thirteen wins three years in a row, did not see a Super Bowl. Now all those contracts are coming up to fruition where you need to either cut bait or sign them to another one to cheapen the deal. Adrian Amos, Darius Smith, Preston Smith, it goes on and on. What they need to do is understand that with all these situations, the Packers hold the cards. The Packers hold the cards in these. They can franchise tag Devontae. Will it make them angry? Yes, but they hold the card there. They can force Darius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Billy Turner, Dennis Kelly, all these guys. They can force them to sign different deals or cut them and take the easier dead cap money. Yes, it would stink, but don't hinder yourself in order to appease players on the team. With Aaron Rodgers, yes, he could cost you $45 million on a one-single-season deal, just like Kirk Cousins cost the Minnesota Vikings this season, but 
if he wants to retire, if he wants to trade, if he wants to leave, you do not have to bow down to him. You hold the cards when it comes to contracts. That's why they sign them the way they do. Don't be afraid of a holdout. Don't be afraid of the bad press. Take it on the chin and understand, don't hamstring yourself in the future to give yourself one more year of appeasement right now. And what I want them to do, what Tony Squares wants them to do, for 30 years, I've had a quarterback every single season that has given me a chance to win the Super Bowl. Not just win a few games, but win the Super Bowl. And I understand that the quarterback on there's no quarterback on the roster right now other than Aaron Rodgers who can give us a Super Bowl, let alone give us the playoffs. Jordan Love, obviously, from what we've seen, is not the answer. But with everything that's gone on and with the the ability that he's shown in the playoff games to not play within the system and go off of his own thing and try to force it to Devante and try to flick it off his wrist, he's magic. He's a, he's a magic man. I am fully ready to see Aaron Rodgers in another uniform next season. And what I want the Green Bay Packers to do is I want them to sell high and go for it. Go to Pittsburgh, go to Denver, go to Seattle, go to whomever. Get the best deal you possibly can. Because if you think Aaron Rodgers is going to get any better, if you think Aaron Rodgers is at the high, is, is ever going to get higher than he is right now, this is who Aaron Rodgers is. Could he win you a Super Bowl? Absolutely. But he has yet to do it since 2007. And every single year, it's the same old shit over and over again. And this year in particular, we had a Super Bowl-ready defense, in my opinion. Something that we haven't had since that Super Bowl. And we still couldn't get it done. Uh... I understand Jordan Love ain't going to get me the playoffs. I understand if we trade for a Jimmy Garoppolo, Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, that might get me really? the playoffs. It ain't going to get me to a Super Bowl. But I'm fully ready with all the texts I got, with all the hate I got, with all the vitriol I got. I'm fully ready as a Green Bay fan to not deal with any more of Aaron Rodgers' bullshit. I'm ready to cut bait and send you home. Give me three first-round picks. Give me Deshaun Watson. Give me fucking anything else. I'm ready to deal with any other type of off-the-field kerfuffle than what Aaron fucking Rodgers has given me. All the talent in the world. It's like a 20-year like marriage that you just... Everyone everyone that you're with sees you fighting all the time, and it's like, ah, man, well, I guess they have really great sex, but they don't seem good together. Uh, I'm not good with Aaron Rodgers anymore. I'm like, I'm If I'm sick of it, and I'm one of the most laid-back guys, when it, I'm not in the building every day, I guarantee you other people are sick of it too. All the... He came out on Friday and had a 28 long phone call, a 28 minute long phone call with ESPN bashing everything under the sun. What does Bill Belichick say? Don't don't bring any other outside focus on the locker room than what you got. Why why bother doing all of this shit? Why bother going out there and saying all the things that he has to say saying I'm being silenced, I don't have a voice. You're only bringing worse shit upon yourself and upon the team and the questions that they have to answer. I'm over it. I don't want to get any more texts from uh, people I haven't talked to in years. Text me, dude. I, I know you love them, but I'm so happy they lost. I fucking hate that guy. I don't want that anymore. I'd, ra I'd rather I, I would rather be a Lions fan. I would rather be a Lions fan than deal with the heartbreak I dealt with yesterday. Wow. I, would. I wasn't expecting that, Dangles. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if you were expecting that. I was not expecting that. I mean, uh, no, not maybe not necessarily, but also, yes, because of the conversations we've had with Tony Squares over the course of the year. And I think that sort of brings up, you know, the question of who. How much is it? What team is going to want to sign all that baggage, right? Because not only you got them. you got a 30, a 30 <laughs> year, you think a thirty oh, yeah. year, maybe not th three first round picks, but you got a 38, 39 year old quarterback who's, as Tony said, not getting any better, and he's also got you know all of this extra stuff that he the attention and the bad press that he brings with him to your franchise. 
I, I mean, you know, we asked the same question with Deshaun Watson, and that's going to be a question is, is, you know, how much who's going to say this is worth it for us to have this guy on our team and the negative attention that he brings? I am very – listen, this offseason is going to be wild with numerous quarterbacks, uh, Rodgers, Russ, um, Jimmy G. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. So I'm looking forward to seeing what goes down with Mr. Rogers, but uh, regardless of the off of the field issues, Tony, which you obviously have a right to, uh, and, and not only right, but there's obviously a lot of substance there. His playoff performance is just bad. It's just not, it's not that good. And yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange. So um, I'm very curious what the Packers choose to do. And um, I'm sure we'll be here. Uh, reacting to it as we're reacting to the game on Saturday. And well, Aaron Rodgers wasn't the only great quarterback to lose this week. No, no, no. There was plenty more. We're going to get to them in a second on Sunday. But first, we have a little sponsorship from DraftKings. Before I end this Green Bay rant of mine, I will say, how the fuck did is it 2022 and Mike McCarthy cost the Green Bay Packers to lose another playoff game? If he had just beaten the goddamn San Francisco 49ers, I wouldn't be in this fucking situation <laughs> right now. It's ridiculous. That's very true. That's very true. Coming up is DraftKings. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Well, Drew, just four teams remain in the NFL playoffs. None of them named the Green Bay Packers, but that means there's only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Tony Squares, counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Sorry, not the Packers. Yeah, that means that if I bet just $5 on anyone not named the Packers, I could get 280 in free bets if they win. Again, great math, Tony Squares. Wow. And don't worry, you're not a new customer. You can experience the conference championships with same-game parlays. Oh, I can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs I add, the more money I can win. That's insane. That's correct. DraftKings is a safe, secure, and reliable place to make your bets. Bets of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code WCG and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 to win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code WCG for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, and restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's WCG for the promo code at DraftKings Sportsbook. West, 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 West Coast Gamblers. Dangles, as you alluded to before DraftKings rudely interrupted us, Aaron Rodgers was not the only quarterback great to go down on divisional weekend. My father was in attendance in Tampa Bay to watch the Rams and Buccaneers play. What happened, Dangles? Your boy Tom Brady and the New England Patriots <laughs> are both eliminated from the playoffs for championship weekend. What a game, though. What an absolute game. What a game and what a game. And let's just, you know, before we talk about, you know, the Rams and obviously they had a great game to be able to do. I mean, we all talk about what Tom Brady does and how incredible, but to be able to come back twice in the playoffs from the deficits that he had 28 to three in the Super Bowl against the Falcons and then 27 Ridiculous. to three against the Rams, a very good Rams defense. 
is really just incredible. So, I mean, you know, it sucks as a, you know, I'll always root for him and I was rooting for him today. Um, but how, I mean, you know, you really saw the lack of Tristan Wirfs in that game. They, Aaron Donald just tortured the right side of that uh, yeah. offensive line for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all game long. The Rams, I mean, they didn't do anything out of the ordinary, right? It's been the recipe for years for beating Tom Brady. It's not the only thing you have to do, but if you can pressure him and make him uncomfortable, you can have it stand a chance to, to, to win games. And, and they were able to do that. They did a great job rushing him, uh, getting pressure on him, making him, you know, make quick decisions. And again, no one is good as Brady and, and, and fending off the pass, but he was real bad under pressure in that first half, pulled it together in the second, obviously for the comeback, but um, you know, you got to shout out the Rams. What a great game plan they had coming into this uh, defense. You got to maybe go back to the drawing board a little bit because giving up a 24 point lead is not something you want to be doing going into a game against a team that has just owned you for well, the last four or five years. So we're going to have to see what happens, but kudos to Los Angeles. It'll be fun to see uh, the NFC championship game in Los Angeles in Inglewood at SoFi uh, next weekend. And, uh, you know, yeah, just a, a bummer for Tom Brady. We'll have to see what happens in the offseason. He was noncommittal as usual, and there's always the speculation around this this time of year. Will he come back? Won't he come back? But, you know, I would bet more likely than not he comes back and tries to play again because I don't think this is the note it's, he wants You're to never going to end on the note you want to end on. I mean, if you wanted to do that, you should have no, left but, last year. It's tough for them. They have a lot of contract issues, too, coming up. They got a lot of people back for a one final run to defend at the championship. Godwin won't be there, I'll tell you that. It's going to be tough to see that team come back to the way it was. But if Brady's going to go out, if Brady played his final game, we just watched it. What a fucking way to end it, man. That throw to Mike Evans in the fourth quarter over Jalen Ramsey, one of the best corners in the game right now. Yeah, Jalen Ramsey got beat. But again, not a lot of quarterbacks are even looking at that side of the field if they have Ramsey covering their best receiver one-on-one. And that was a dime down the field. Mike Evans in stride for the touchdown. Brady made plays, man. Brady made plays in this game that no 44-year-old should be able to make. And if that's the last time we ever see him, kudos to him. He's the greatest of all time. Drew, Tampa Bay, no mas. A lot of question marks moving forward. Obviously, the biggest one is who's playing quarterback, but there's questions all over the place there. Todd Bowles, at the end of that game, calling the all-out blitz and having the safety cover Cooper Cup in the slot as he goes deep. Listen. Matt Stafford, dude, no more questions about him. That was a money boy throw at the end. He threw that. Good throw. Listen, uh, I forget who says it on ESPN, but they say if he's even, he's leaving. And and Cooper Cup was even when Matthew Stafford let that go. Not a lot of quarterbacks would have said, ah, I'm going to throw it anyway. He did. He threw it. He won the game on that play. But... Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Bucks, Todd Bowles, that defensive coordinator, probably not going to be there, probably going to get a head coaching job elsewhere. That last that last play doesn't define what he does as a coach. Tampa Bay has got a lot of question marks, Drew. What do you think about what happened there? Well, how about Cooper Cup getting lost really not once but twice yeah. on the busted coverage in the first half? Um, and real quick, I want to plug our I want to plug our sponsors, DraftKings, very quickly on these same-game parlays. I sent you guys in the group text. Your boy, Schaefer the Sharp, over 59.5 Mike Evans receiving yards, 15-plus Cam Akers receiving yards, over 49.5 Odell Beckham receiving yards, and Tampa Bay to record two sacks. They had one sack until that comeback, and Stafford to get that ball the second time to get that sack. Schaefer the Sharp, same game parlay at plus 665. Love it. Plug, go to DraftKings, guys. Well, it's really I, I'm, fun. Ha- I'm happy you got that parlay because my under was hanging on till the very end, and then that comeback ruined yes, it, it the whole time. But good for you. You made money. Well, I was just trying to plug our sponsors at Friends of DraftKings. The same game parlays are fun. But 
Tampa Bay, I mean, they might have the most turnover of any team this offseason. If Brady, I think if Brady decides to go, I think the dominoes are going to fall. Gronk will be gone. Um, obviously, you already kind of referenced Godwin. Um, you know, they can't I, afford Godwin. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I'd be curious, like, this is my, this is my snap reaction, my gut reaction right now. I think Brady takes some time, reflects. He's always said, how long have we heard this? He wants to play until he's 45. Yeah. That would be next year. Yeah. Why not get Gronk back together? I know they have contract issues. Contract issues. Obviously, AB's not going to be there, but Evans will. Um, I think he makes one last run, and typical Tom Brady, yeah. he does a PR campaign. He gets the rocking chair at midfield for the coin toss. He gets all <laughs> the pageantry and the bouquet, and he actually goes a out. He has documentary. He has a retirement tour. I think he's coming back for one more year. Sure. Again, Jeter I, did it. I could be wrong. Um, been wrong before. Who knows with him? I just some some tells me it's not his last game. He's always said forty five. That'd be next no. year. Run, dude. He he led the fucking league in every statistical quarter, <laughs> every yeah. statistical category at quarterback. It's he not like he's fading. It's not like it's Eli Manning at the end of his career. Where I it's have like, an MVP okay, ticket that I hope I cash. Down. He probably won't because Tony's boy Aaron Rodgers will win. But again, he's gonna come in second if he doesn't come in first. So, <laughs> I mean, come on, Giselle, one more year for Tom. But make it, but 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 make it the whole thing. Like just do it up, Tom. One one more time. That that's my gut. Could be wrong, but that's what I'm feeling right now. Man, uh, Dangles, you watched that game. You were at the Rams San Francisco 49ers regular season game where yeah. San Francisco came back from 17 to nothing, and to win that game and seal themselves a playoff spot. Now we get that return in the NFC Championship. I don't want to jinx anything, but it's pretty. Looking pretty good that yours truly will be in attendance for the NFC Championship. Might be a little toasty when we do this show next week. Might be doing it from an Uber back home from SoFi. But you saw that game. You saw how many 49er fans were in that stadium. LA has come out. SoFi has come out and said they're not selling tickets to anyone outside of an LA area code. No resales either. They're trying to keep it Rams fans only. What do you think is going to happen at the championship game? We're going to get a heavy Rams indulgence here. We're we going to have 49er fans sneaking in. What's what are we going to look at? It's it's round three. Yeah, well, you're going to have both, I'm sure. Uh, but I'll tell you what: if the stadium looks anything like it did for that regular season finale between the Rams and the 49ers, that is not a good sign for the LA Rams. It, you don't want to be having it called. You know what did Aaron Pont call it? Levi's South. Yep. You don't want yeah. you don't want that situation. Hopefully, this little uh, stunt pays off for them with with limiting the tickets. But uh, I'm looking in this game, gentlemen, at trench play. You got two yeah. of the best pass rushing teams. In the NFL here between, uh, uh, I think the the Rams were one, according to PFF, and the Niners are three. So you got two teams that are going to be bringing blitz that like to bring the blitz. This is going to come down to offensive line play uh, and and limiting limiting mistakes, especially for the Rams. You know, this this defense is going to be difficult uh, for them to crack. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this game. And obviously lots of demons for the for, uh, Rams to exercise, as I mentioned before. Sean McVay has not been successful no. against his, uh, his former Washington football team compatriot in Kyle Shanahan. So I'm very excited to watch this game. It will be a banger. No doubt. I'm thinking a low score defense is going to play a lot here. San Francisco doesn't like to, you know, get out in front and they uh, play uh, in a shootout game. I think they like to keep you off the field, control the ball with the run, and they're going to try and do that with the Rams. But we'll see. Would love to watch Matty Stafford uh, in his Super Bowl. He's earned it, and uh, I've been enjoying watching him play. Jimmy G easily the fourth worst quarterback heading into championship weekend. That cannot make 49ers fans too excited. 
heading into these two games here. I mean, it's going to be tough to see what happens. But again, they held Aaron Rodgers to 10 points. I could do the same to the L.A. Rams. Let's move on to the last game. We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. Obviously, KC beat Buffalo there in, in an amazing, fantastic. I think about that game, and I'm smiling. I'm grinning. That's how much fun. Granted, I am not a fan of either team. I'm sure Buffalo fans are heartbroken right now. But, Drew, what's up with Buffalo? I mean, we said Tennessee. You said Tennessee just needs to sort of roll it back, continue it. You're going to be fine. Move it forward. Buffalo's got to do the same thing. No change is needed, right? I think it should be Super Bowl favors next year. I really do. Um, I think they should be the highest odds to win the Super Bowl next year, regardless of what happens in the outcome of this year with the Rams, with the 49ers, uh, even the Bengals, and obviously the Chiefs. And um, I love that team, man. I really love that team. And, and two things I want to say real quickly, not to be too negative about that last 13 seconds, but your friend Steve Fezzik always talks about this. I know, and he's so right. With 13 seconds left, you cannot, under any circumstance, kick that ball for a touchback. You have to kick that at minimum squib. Or and I know, I know, Tyreek. The odds of someone running that for a touchdown are so slim. And the thing is, yeah. if, if that if that receiver catches it at the one or two, you you waste at least five, six seconds off the clock. Mahomes has one play, not two plays. So that was yep. a really mental block that no one's going to talk about. That was horrible. And can I just, can we just petition this at the West Coast Gamblers? Can we get some on Twitter? Can this overtime rule change in the playoffs? There, that is a fucking shame. It is a fucking shame that that game was won on a coin toss because whatever, whatever offense got that coin toss in overtime was going to win gonna the game. Win. That is a yeah, joke. Absolutely. Both teams. What would you rather see? Both teams college. deserve no, it? College. No, fuck no. no, 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 no shut no, up, no, Dangles. No, shut no, up, Dangles. No, no, no. What, what do you, no why not? First off, Dangles. No, no. How many, I have a solution. No, 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 no. stop. Stop, Drew. I got, I got to reprimand Dangles right here. Dangles, these are not children. These are professionals. Did you see Justin Herbert on fourth and 21 throw at 23 yards in the end zone on a dime? That would be every Whatever, single play in college up. football. I'm talking no. about the format. I'm talking the about format the format. is you start at the 25. I could make a 25-yard throw to the end zone. Okay, so start it from the 35 it doesn't matter what no. i pick one it doesn't matter I have a that's a goddamn so that, chance have a, a full drive I have so a that at least there is an opportunity for both if someone scores to go back and score that's all i'm saying here's my solution it's very simple 10 minute overtime period each team gets two timeouts with a two minute warning and guess what you play the 10 minute period that's it that's it so i know that could f up your spread for us gamblers Technically, he wouldn't buy more than you could score multiple times in that overtime period. But both teams need a chance to possess that ball. That's a joke. You knew you knew when the coin toss was happening in real time. You knew those defenses they were, gonna were win. gassed. Yeah, that's what they I were mean. gassed. They were absolutely gassed. It's like how 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 does Josh Allen, who threw for more touchdowns than incompletions in the playoffs, and he doesn't get a <laughs> chance to compete in overtime? What the fuck is this world? Why? Dangles, uh, they are your AFC East rivals. You are looking up to them. They are no longer little brother. As Drew said, he expects them to be Super Bowl favorites heading into 2022. The Bills lost a heartbreaker. Do you think they need to make any changes whatsoever? Or is it just, listen, boys, take go golfing, go to Cancun. We'll see you in September. I think they're going to be forced to make changes because, I mean, you know, we we can joke about, you know, Leslie Frazier losing uh, every, uh, you know, coaching opportunity he had. But I think he's still going to get interviews. Brian Dable's going to get Brian interviews. Brian Dable won't be there, yeah. I think I think that if anything, the kind of changes they're going to have to make is adapting to new coaching staff yeah. on the offense and potentially the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you know, we can – 
nitpick about the running game. You know, obviously Trey White missing it. Yeah, that hurts you. You're starting somebody else instead of him. But that is a very complete football team, just just player wise. Who is Gabe Davis, bottom. by the way, Dangles? Who is that guy? Ooh, sexy he's Gabe been around, Davis. I mean, he sexy. He's been around all year long, making big plays. I, I mean, mean, he kind of came in when John Smokey Brown got hurt a few years ago <laughs> when he was with the Bills. He stepped into that role of the speedy outside guy, he's and awesome. he's filled it very, very awesome. well over the last couple of years. And I know this because I see him. I've seen him twice a year over the last few years, and he's real good. Um, I'll tell you who won't so be in Buffalo I, next year. It'll be Emmanuel Sanders. That'll be Gabe Davis playing those no, snaps. No, probably, probably not. But I think, I, yeah, I think if anything, it's going to be a coaching staff adjust, adjustment and trying to figure out, you know, whoever the new offensive coordinator is and potentially whoever the new defensive coordinator is, getting yourself back on track and picking up where you left off with two new coaches because that doesn't always go so smoothly. All right, boys, before we leave, we'll be back on Thursday to give our bets for the championship weekend. But before we get there, let's do something a little bit different. We have Cincinnati traveling to Kansas City. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. Give me your most fun Super Bowl matchup. Not the one you think is going to happen. Not the one you're going to bet on. Not the one you want to see. Like, what's the most fun Super Bowl matchup? Dangles, I'll go to you first. The most fun Super, the most fun Super Bowl matchup, I, I honestly think, is it's got to be it's got to be Bengals Rams, right? Like there's, I, I think it's got to be Bengals Rams. You got, you know, I want to watch Joey Burrow go be a dude on the biggest stage of them all. He is a dude. And I just, I've been loving watching this Bengals team so much. Um, and I mean, to see the Rams play in SoFi and, and I don't know, maybe have a chance to go to the game potentially, depending on how things shake out. That would be awesome, and I'd love to see this Rams team finally pull it together. I love Sean McVay to see Matthew Stafford win a Super Bowl, even just competing one after all this time. I love Matthew Stafford. I think he's a great guy, and and uh, so my my choice is, is Bengals-Rams. Shay for the shot. As fun as the Bengals would be, and I, I don't disagree with anything you said, Dangles, because Joey Burrow and, and that receiving core is awesome. You're still talking about Patrick Mahomes, and good God, did you see Tyreek Hill today? When he, when he got that seam, I mean, he is just He's a, he track is a star. different level of fast. So I'm going to say Chiefs-Rams. Um, the, the, the narrative of the Rams playing at their home stadium, which obviously would be the second year in a row, by the way, a team would makeshift yep. host the Super Bowl. Um, and I would like to see the Chiefs third time being there in three years. And, you know, at this point, the Lions draft pick be damned. I'm definitely going to be kind of pulling for the Rams here. Matty Stafford, good for him. Um, good for him, and, exactly. And, and so that would be my matchup. I, 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 I'll say Chiefs, Rams. I would not be disappointed with the Bengals. And with all due respect to our friend Aaron Pont, if San Francisco makes a Super Bowl, let's hope Jimmy G can fucking play a little fucking better. My God. <laughs> It'll be Jimmy's second Super Bowl in three years. But don't worry, Trey Lance Same. is the future. Doesn't get a snap, even though Jimmy played <laughs> terrible in the cold. He's the future. <laughs> All right, to end the show, oh, I, I guess I should give up my yeah, uh, my my favorite Super Bowl matchup, the one that I think would be the most fun. I think the most fun Super Bowl matchup would be Kansas City Chiefs versus my goddamn Green Bay Packers. How the fuck did you lose that game? That's it for the West Coast Gamblers. For Tony Cavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer, Crookston, we are the West Coast Gamblers. We'll be back on Thursday once my tears have dried. Thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.